Welcome back to the Healthy Business Podcast. I'm Ty King with American Business Engine, and with me as always... Jessica Tahalova with KM Collaborative. Hey, how are you? I'm, well, I can speak now. You can. Sort of. Sort of. Yes. Yeah, it's coming through. I know. It's a little squeaky. It is squeaky. A little raspy. <laughs> you got a little Stevie Nicks thing going. I do. I kind of like it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't tell her. You can give her like a little But, uh, you know, I went two and a half weeks with no voice, like oh, a full-time yeah, listener. Yeah, sorry. And it was, it was really annoying. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, I'm back. So we're on Jessica's couch. Yes. Well, this is very different than what we're usually used to. Couch. It's a new new format. Uh-huh. Changing it up from the studio to in here. Yeah. It looks like it sounds good. It, it looks does. good. And and so there's, it, no, there's no green screen. We're actually looking at a lot yeah. of view of the Capitol. Yes. If anything interesting cool. happens, we'll see it. Right out the back. <laughs> and we have somebody else on the couch We today. do. We have a guest. Would you like to introduce him? Um, my name is Chad Cumming, mm-hmm. and I am an attorney at Gil, Reagan, Owen, mm-hmm. and we're, I just do business law and commercial transactions over there. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Glad to have you. Yeah. Thank you, Thank you for stopping hey, I, in. I appreciate and, you all inviting me. This is great. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> First time on a podcast, you said. First time. First time on a podcast. What did you expect? Probably <laughs> not a couch. Yeah, not a couch. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the couch. Yeah. Like, okay, this could be interesting. I was, uh, honestly, I, I asked you what to expect to discuss, mm-hmm. and you told me a couple basic pointers and beyond that I'm a blank slate and just gonna yeah. have to great have to that's what we it. like yeah yeah pers- pers- you know, I don't know my words aren't really coming to me my brain is a little foggy since I haven't been able to talk um, what exactly I mean you're an attorney we've got that but what do you what do you, you business all like what does that mean so um, the one thing I often have to explain is when someone says they're a lawyer it's kind of like saying they're a doctor mm-hmm most people uh, their impressions of lawyers are based on television right and uh just as not every physician is a surgeon, mm-hmm. not every lawyer is a litigator. Or so, an ambulance chaser. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, those ambulances need chasing. Absolutely. I just don't do that. Right. Um, I, I do not go to courtrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily as a business attorney, you work with people trying to prevent problems. And, and you do that by structuring the business and a lot of other things we can do in depth or uh, respond to problems. Okay. And so, I mean, most of my work, I do commercial transactions. Mm-hmm. So I work with banks. If they're doing a really complex transaction, a loan to someone. Mm-hmm. For example, right now, someone is buying a building. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing I will help the bank do. Right. So um, do you normally represent the like a, a, the bank, or do you normally represent like the smaller guy who's trying to do something? Both sides. Okay. So that's okay. Uh, on some cases. Most of my clients right now are banks. Mm-hmm. But that's you know the bulk of my work, but right. also on the other side, I help people buying the back of the buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, I help people start companies. So if you need to form a limited liability company or a corporation, mm-hmm. I do that all the time. So that's actually a good question. When I formed my corporation, I went through my CPA. Right. Uh, so what would be a reason that someone would seek out an attorney as opposed to a CPA or as opposed to like LegalForms.com or whatever? <laughs> Well, I'm um, CPA. Depending, of course, the answer is always it depends. Uh, but Opinion, and, not sound yeah. legal. No, no. Forget that. <laughs> CPA, you probably are going to get just a, a pretty good LLC as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're typically going to look at it from the financial, the, the money flow, right? But they may not look at it from the legal liability issues that mm-hmm. we look at it. Um, legal forms. Uh, <laughs> You could look. I, I form an LLC, my, and it's flat five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You could spend five hundred dollars with you, you, me. You can save it, go cheaper with legal forms, and a few spend years, it later. <laughs> a few years, you're going to spend five thousand dollars with me fi- with me fixing it. They say, yeah, um, interesting, yeah, because uh, they'll they'll do little things like the you know those forms. They're 
It's mm-hmm. a company. Mm-hmm. They'll charge you an annual fee to be a registered agent, for sure. example. I'm not going to charge you that. I'm just forwarding mail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so, I mean, right there, 150 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. That adds up quickly. But also, there may be significant problems in there that they may or may not catch. Because right. I'm having a conversation mm-hmm. with two or three people, helping them figure out things. You know, I can help prepare them for that. So, at what point, like a new business starts up? Right. And I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to be a widget seller. And I'm going to do my thing, and I'm going to spell it. At what point in my business should I start looking at getting to that point where I want to seek out legal assistance? Um, obviously, it's not going to be when I, I give my idea and sell my first widget. At some point, I have to get to you know, bank account, all the different little things. At what point am I looking at? Do I really need to start thinking about budgeting for that type of service? I would the sooner the better. Okay. Um, the, the sooner the better. I mean, as soon as I'm, I'm not going to charge someone to just sit down in that initial talk. Okay. You know, it's just not what I do. Other people may or may not do that. Um, you know, and they'll decide early on, okay, I'm not right. Re- I'm not there yet. You know, but the minute you're going to actually start forming the company, yeah, you need someone. The minute you're going to start actually looking at leasing a space or starting a bank account or something like that, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you probably need to go ahead and talk to your attorney earlier better than, rather than later. Okay. So, yeah. what kind of things? Other obviously, find the, the forms for the corporation. Right. What kind of things can I expect? Let's say I come and say, "Hey, I want to start. A, I want to start this business." Um, help. Is is that a good starting point, or do I need to have more of an idea? Yeah, I mean that's a good starting point right there. Let's sit down and talk. You know, again, find uh, find someone who you feel really comfortable sharing and bouncing ideas off of. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the attorney might help you realize something is a bad idea early on as much as a good idea. Mm-hmm. You might recognize like, okay, I've seen this before. You're looking at selling widgets. You know, are you, if you're going to be doing this on the internet, have you even thought about, you know, right. sales tax? Yeah. Something as basic as sales, you know, mm-hmm. something, you know, you're going to be selling on the internet, you're selling all across the country. Mm-hmm. How are you going to pay sales tax in Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, especially with, I mean, I'm not really up in the news, but at one point it was new, mm-hmm. that having to change the sales tax for NIH purchases, they went there, they changed with that. Right. So. And I'm just little, you know, we're, you know we're, we've seen trouble before, and so it's just that little question of, okay, well, you need to, come, you need to think about this you know, on, the, on the early stage. Because, mm-hmm. again, spend, short, spend a little on the front end mm-hmm. or spend a lot fixing it later. Right. So, so what, I mean, what else? So we, we come to say, I'm going to start a business, and you're like, okay. Give me an idea of what your business is going to do. You make some recommendations. Um, what other than obviously, what type of legal filings that we need to do initially to create the business, whether mm-hmm. it be an LLC or whatever? I'm sure you can give those recommendations. What other type of recommendations can I be looking at? Um, so, as a small business person, initially, I had no idea. Like, right. I I know that if I want to do a thing, I can charge money for it, and then at some point, I need to protect myself, protect the business, right. not get sued, all those fun things. Um, so, and I'm not an attorney. I didn't become what I became to know all the legal stuff. So that's when I would obviously seek that out. But what kind of answers can I expect to, or what kind of questions can I expect some guidance on besides just whether to do an LLC or S Corp or whatever it is that I may be needing? The other big things that, you know, really a beginning, a person beginning a business looks at, for example, uh, I'll sit down with them. The biggest line item in your budget, and most people's budget, is the business lease. Mm-hmm. So, and usually those things are about 30 pages long. 
Mm-hmm. I'm pretty yep. sure I know which lawyer you negotiated your lease with because he sits <laughs> in the office next to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he does the lease. And, and I mean, I, I, I know I will sit down, you know, sit down and just mm-hmm. read through that monster document and spell out for you, okay, here are, here's what this will actually cost you. Because mm-hmm. you're thinking rent. Okay, well, there's rent. There's also common area maintenance and insurance. And mm-hmm. you're going to, oh, or did you know you're in charge of paying for the HVAC maintenance? You know, wow. That yeah. might be a huge line item that you, you may or may know. not have budgeted for. Right. And if you don't know, that's in you know, Article Four, you know, mm-hmm. Section Four Point Three A. You know, like oh, that's a five figure a year, yeah. you know, problem for some small businesses. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's little things like that. Um, I'll sit down and just like, okay, so you know, your a client walks in to get a massage. They're going to sign something. What are they signing? Where'd you get that? Well, I downloaded a lot of it off the internet. <laughs> right. Okay. That's, you know, something you might pay a lawyer 30 minutes to write for you mm-hmm. and really protect you because, like, oh, I've seen, you know, I'm going to have a lawsuit and look up a, con- a, a lawsuit of that a massage therapist had to fight in Arkansas courts, mm-hmm. and this language was what the judge upheld. So that's that. I'm going to put those magic words right there in your contract. Absolutely. Little yeah. things like that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I have a friend who runs a business, and the first thing I did for him was write his membership uh, agreement. Yeah. And I specifically found something that Judge Griffin had said. He signed this. He knew what he was getting into, so his injury was not the owner's fault. Excellent. I, made, I put those magic words right in there. Mm-hmm. That's what a lawyer does for you. Excellent. Interesting. Do you ever deal with nonprofit organizations? Yes. We deal <laughs> okay. with nonprofits. Okay. Um, we, from big to small, I'm, okay. I'm on the board of United Street Policy. Actually, yeah. our board meeting this afternoon. Okay, great. Uh, but, I mean, we work as counsel to Heifer and mm-hmm. Methodist. Okay. And in fact, the general counsel for Heifer was one of our shareholders who went in full-time with them. So, yeah, we do it big and small. So when it comes to time for them to file with the IRS uh, for the 501c3, do you help with that process? Because I know it can be lengthy and the, breaking down the descriptions for them so they know what it is. I don't do it myself. Yeah. But I mean, we got 25 lawyers up there. Okay. Some who do that. So somebody knows how to do that. Yes. Okay. And that's, you, yes. that's the other advantage. I mean, yeah. you go to a bigger firm. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to have people who do all kinds of areas. Okay. And that's that, you know, I, do, I don't. But here, here's Brianna. You know, Interesting. Here. So in a business, uh, you said most of your the, the clients that you're taking care of are trying to prevent problems before they happen. Ideally, right? yes. Yeah, ideally, yes. Yeah, they probably come to you after when they're already have they a have little bit of trouble. Too. Yeah, yeah. So I would say, what what is the most typical you know, problem that they run into if they try to if they file it themselves with the Secretary of State, let's say, mm-hmm. and then an issue comes up and then they need to come to you? What are what are the most common sort of issues that they could avoid by going to you first? Um. At a certain point, when you start having employees, okay, employee issues are a real, a real significant problem. Hmm. And so, the sooner you can have an employer, an employee relations attorney, hmm. sit down, write your policy, you know, employee manuals, okay. write your employment contracts, all of those things. So yes. they have write the manuals as well? Yes. I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. Um, you can't just go to Google and change the name of someone else's templates? Again, you can. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that one in particular, you know, to get it on the front end, mm-hmm. you will save yourself a significant amount of trouble. Interesting. So are we talking like one employee or um, wait till you have five? Or? I, I probably would say, you know, probably five. But, okay. I mean, the sooner the better. Yeah. I mean, right. it's an at-will state. Mm-hmm. You know, you can... Okay. 
So that's an interesting question. Um, at will, could you just bri- I understand, but could you briefly explain it for people who don't understand it? Because I had to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, an employer has a right to fire you for mm-hmm. just about any reason. Okay. You know, the, the employer has the right to do that, um, so long as the reason is not a violation of, like, we're firing, we're firing you because you're a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right. There are certain protections, but generally speaking, if I walked in and my employer was like, you know, we don't hire people with peach shirts. You are just not dressed appropriately. <laughs> you're honest. And, you know, that happens. Okay, so um, that reduces probably the amount of wrongful termination. It helps. Okay. Yeah, Arkansas has... Uh, its legislature is very conservative, and it is is in the favor of the employer. But there are still problems, mostly, you know, claims of you know federal violations, okay. you know, discrimination laws. Like that. Very interesting. Yeah. I again, it's not my area. I will sure. roll that over. But I mean, we have I have one of my clients that they've had multiple claims before the EEOC, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Okay, and, you know, they've had to go hearings, and mm-hmm. that's when I call up. One of my right. co-workers, like, hey, would you go to this hearing for our people? And they do. So there's my question. Let's say I decide I'm like, I want to do a thing, and, and, mm-hmm. and it's in your wheelhouse, you do the thing. And then something else comes up with my business now. Because I'm with you, do I have to then, um, what is that? Uh, great question. Good question, They're yes. coming right back here, though. I need to make sure we turn that, that doorbell off and close yeah. and lock the door. That's, That's my daughter. Fine. I'll get in post. Hello, daughter. Okay. Be quiet, we're recording. All right. Okay. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> back to my question. Uh, so okay, so I decide I you know we're we're talking, we're creating the business, and then something comes up with employees, and that's not you. Do I then have to go like interview in your 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 law firm, or is that just kind of like once I get you, I get the team? You can hire whoever you want. Mm-hmm. You can have four different lawyers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, there are people who you know they're really comfortable with me for corporate and financial things, but. They have another firm. They're really comfortable with with employment things. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go up both. In my case, you know, my, one of our selling points is we have people who handle that, mm-hmm. and we generally all try to operate with a certain approach toward you know. John Gill, the man who founded our firm, he was a marine. He was like, "We're going to be business lawyers. We need to be responsive, like our business clients need us to be." Mm-hmm. So we try to all. Okay. Be responsive, but if you're comfortable with another firm, then by all means. What kind of questions should a, a, a business owner ask themselves? When I ask this, ask of an attorney or ask of a firm when they're trying to find a good fit for themselves. What kind of things that would they look at to um, maybe rule out some red flags? Um, well, you know, one, you know, I think it is quite reasonable to try to get an estimate of what a fee should be. Mm-hmm. You know, what's your hourly rate? You know, do you can we work out some sort of fee arrangement? And you know, there are times where I've agreed to do some things for the, for a flat fee. You know, that that's not unreasonable. And if the attorney's not comfortable doing that, you know, they should have an explanation for why. Okay. You know, and you know, again, you're a business. You're trying to budget accordingly, and lawyers sometimes need to remember that. Mm-hmm. Now, the other side is, you know. The inexperienced attorney is going to understand. Look, if I'm agreeing to something for a flat fee, like let's say I'm going to do something for a thousand dollars, well, if your hourly rate is I'm going to make two hundred dollars, then you should be able to realistically complete that job in five hours. Mm-hmm. You know, if the lawyer's not bidding it right, then you know that's on the lawyer, and so you know they should they should you look for an attorney who is confident in being able to make that estimation. Now, okay. the other side is. 
the stuff's complicated. Right. And, you know, when you come to us with a problem and it's going to be expensive and, you know, lawyers should control expectations, say, mm -hmm. look, we're going to do our best to be in this range, but the, the hairier it is, the more expensive it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And they, But they should be up front with you about that. Right. Let's talk last night at the yes, Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts. Yeah, it was fun, right? Yeah. Um, so you said like this is an at-will state, and I mean obviously you could probably practice wherever you're, even as long as you, you know, have the license for it, wherever, whichever state you wanted to. Why? Why Arkansas? Why'd you land here and stay here? Well, I'm here. You know, you're I grew from up here. here. Yes. Um, it's kind of a little of a long story, but I I grew up here in Little Rock. Yeah. You know, went away to college, came back because our sure. family's from here. Um, but I was a teacher. Really? Yeah, I started out as an English teacher. Okay. Um, taught uh, for a year or so at Episcopal, but most of my career was at Oak Grove High School. And I got my master's in administration because I was going to be a principal. Mm -hmm. And during that class, uh, that there was a course on law, and it clicked. I mean, it was like really understood it. But at the time, <laughs> it was like, I mean, I've been doing this for a while. I, you know, I can't go switch careers. And then the third time, the Pulaski County School District got temporarily shut down, or I got a reduction in force letter because they'd done something wrong with the budget. Oh wow. I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'd always wanted to be a teacher, but in the trade off for not making any real money was at least you have a nice, stable job. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even have stability for my family. Like, what's the right. worst? So I, I sent my application to ULLR's Bowen Law School that night, and I attended law school at night while teaching. Wow. Excellent. I, 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 there are easier ways to do it. <laughs> well, you know. I, I like those. I like hearing those stories because yeah. Yeah. some people go down a path for whatever reason, and then they feel like I'm stuck here. Mm -hmm. I've chosen this path. This is where I am. Mm -hmm. um, it's not my passion, and they just I don't know wither away and become a lump and then die. And to hear someone make a change, I you know I I listened to 2014, and I am not a spring chicken, and so it was a huge shift for me to go yeah. into a new field that and I'd never been in a service type field before. Um, but for me, it was very similar. I was like, "This is this is it. I found my passion, and made it made a change, and, and enjoying it, and doing pretty well." Um, so I love hearing stories like that, where I, you know, you, you were well, well established. I'm going to do this thing, and you're like, "Man, that's not the thing. Let's go do different thing." Yeah, and I mean, the the other explanation or warning, especially I give my children, is you know, I love being a lawyer. It's fun. It's very fulfilling. I enjoy it a great deal. But you know. My passion is my family. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it, ultimately, it is just a profession. Mm -hmm. And I always try to, you know, warn, you know, get like young law students, you know, fulfill my life. It was like, right. I mean, I, I, that was the teaching too. You know, mm -hmm. I, I loved that. But what I fulfilled by is my family right. and my friends. Um, this is a, it's a job. Mm -hmm. bills. Yeah. yeah, it's not. I mean, what I really love is them. I mean, mm -hmm. this right. is really fun and cool. It's really interesting and all that. But I mean, ultimately, it's just a job. So but because you like it, you don't you don't take the negativity on your family. Very much. Which is yes. Your yeah. I mean, don't don't be miserable. Right. But you know, your vocation doesn't have to be your passion. I mean, there are other things that I'm really really passionate about too. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a CrossFit coach for fun. Super cool. And, and uh, you know, I love to write. And so every night I go home and I write. And so and those things are also things I'm really passionate about. You know, but ultimately it's about family. Mm -hmm. This is just a, it's a really good job. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to ask you. I was like, you look like you work out. I do. And so you probably keep a healthy work-life balance. And like I said, you're doing this to, well, you, to build your career. But that's not really your, your full goal. Your full goal is it's focused on your family. Yes. Taking care of them and spending time with them. And it looks like you're taking care of yourself. I try. How do you achieve that? 
and not uh, get wrapped up into your career? Well, I mean, you, there's, I mean, lawyers are workaholics. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Entrepreneurs Which, are workaholics. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, and so the, the balance of that is, I mean, you have to you know, be honest with yourself as a lawyer. I mean, as, you know, okay, workaholics are also, in some ways, that's a form of selfishness. Mm-hmm. And you have to be honest with yourself about okay. that. Like, okay. You need, and I tend to be really disciplined about how, how I spend my day and time and about scheduling hmm. everything else. Um, you know, I, I, there are things I gave up to fit all this in. For example, yeah. I really don't watch TV or movies. Okay. Uh, not, I, I'm sure I would love them. <laughs> like, hey, Ted Lasso's amazing. Like, right. but it's great. I'll put, I'll put it on the list. There is no list. Yeah. yeah. I just don't One have time. One day you'll retire and you'll have time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just don't, there's things I don't have time for. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to be okay with that. But, sure. But yeah. Awesome. That's a big part of it is just being organized and disciplined. And, yes. But, you know, being very intentional about, I will be very, very much make sure mm-hmm. I have time for my family. That is a priority. Never really thought of, like you said, the workaholic thing is a, it's a selfish thing. When you said it, it made complete sense. But I was like, I never really thought of it that way. It can be, you know, where you're, I don't know, I guess you're wrapped up in all your time mm-hmm. in doing things for you. Or like, even if it's taking care of your family, you're always... When I went through entrepreneurship class, they used to show us these videos um, about you know, these other entrepreneurs who made it. And one of the key details that they said was, you know, the fundamental in, in creating success for yourself being an entrepreneur is that you're going to have to make sacrifices. And there was a story about this guy who had like he's got car garages all over the I think in Seattle and um, one of the most well-known ones. But he started off just in his own house garage, you know. Where he was working on cars on his off time, working at an auto dealership, and then he would come home and do, take these in. But, like, he was talking about how he would miss his kids opening their Christmas presents in the living room. It was only a few feet away. But he was in the garage working on it, or he missed their birthday. You know, it's like, why? Why, yeah. why did you do that? That doesn't make sense. You I mean, can just stop. You take have a break. to mind yourself. I mean, the whole point of what you're working for yeah. is for them. Right. If you're missing them, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. I mean, so even like at law school at night, you know, we would, I mean, I'd work all day, go to class till 10, come home, study. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you lived on four hours of sleep for a few years, mm-hmm. but no matter what I did, I would get up and fake, make the kids breakfast because that was the one time I could be there for them. I mean, you, know, you just had to be in that, you have to be intentional about it. Awesome. Yeah. Now they're grown. So. Now they're <laughs> do they appreciate that that you took I the hope time? So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I have a good relationship with my kids. Good. You know, so yeah. actually, my daughter was there last night. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Awesome. She, I mean, she's twenty-seven. She's grown. Yeah. Work, so. I was like, surprised by the amount of people that were in their twenties that were there last night. I was like, it was a young professionals thing, but mm-hmm. yeah. usually you might get 15, 20 people there at one of those events. But last night it was like two hundred something. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, really successful. It's a uh, land at the rock. Have you heard about it? No, I haven't. It's uh, it's create Little Rock and Little Rock Chamber are very they're creating events for all the summer interns and law clerks. And oh, nice. Like that. Yeah. Just okay. to show them. This is a really cool place to live. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I didn't realize all that was going on. I thought it was just create Little Rock last night, and then yeah. So that like, was wow. Well, this is a big crowd. <laughs> a lot of those people were like summer interns. Oh, I can tell. Looked like players. they graduated high school yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there's a lot of kids in here. But yeah, I mean, it just we had a, you know law students from Fayetteville. Like, this place is really amazing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. A chance for them to see it's a great place to live. Mm-hmm. For a place like Fayetteville, well, it's Northwest Arkansas, which is its own island. Everybody knows oh, yeah. that in Arkansas. 
And then they, you know, you get told, it's kind of like Little Rock and North Little Rock here, where, like, if you stay on the North Little Rock side, they're like, oh, don't go to North Little Rock, there's nothing really over there, you know? And the, yeah. the North Little Rock's a little, little Rock, they're a little snooty, you know? <laughs> and it, like, creates this rivalry that doesn't, it doesn't even have to exist. But, like, same thing for Northwest Arkansas. And when they come to Little Rock, they're like, oh, this isn't nearly as bad as what I was told. And, like, there's actually some really good stuff. A lot mm-hmm. of diversity, a lot of stores and shops and different things I can do here, career opportunities. Yeah, and the diversity is a really big, I think, distinction between us and Northwest Arkansas. I mean, we sure. Have, I mean, you have a little more ethnic and cultural diversity down here. Yeah, for that's, sure. That's a good thing. Oh, right. Absolutely. And certainly made, you know, some of our summer law clerks more comfortable. And that, oh, and that good. That was nice. So, that was, that was really fun. It's very interesting, yeah. And I think that's something that Arkansas doesn't get a whole lot of credit for, is the diversity. If you tell, I was talking to somebody last night at the from the event, and she was from uh, Idaho. <laughs> and like, before she moved to Arkansas, was she was told by her agency, hey, you're moving here, mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna work there. And she's like, what, Arkansas? Because like everybody from outside of the state has like an avatar that they think of whenever it's like, mm-hmm. what, what, the type of person that's in Arkansas. At the state, are they wearing shoes yet? Yeah. That type of thing. <laughs> But then you get here and you're like, you're so surprised by just... The, they have the, running water and toilets. <laughs> yeah, and the, the yeah. mix of cultures. I mean, mm-hmm. just everything that we have here is just amazing. Yeah, my family's from, you know, Chicago, Michigan, and Ohio. Yeah. You know, I'd be visiting my family up there in Michigan. They, they would make fun of Arkansas. I was like, I'm in rural Michigan. I'm from yeah. a city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, what are you talking about? You, you live in a county without a stoplight. <laughs> we have a symphony, you know? <laughs> so we got a symphony. That's the telltale sign that you're in a city. Right? One of the things that Arkansas does struggle with, and I, I bring this up all the time, is I call it the town of Arkansas. Because it's like a small town. Everyone feels like we know each other. So if I know something, I just assume you know it, so I'm not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. And that's actually not a good thing. That's because a, good a, a lot of the things, like what you, the event that you had, I had no idea what was going on. Not that it super affects me, sure. but it, it does affect some of my clients. Who? Well, I was there, and I didn't know what was going on, apparently. So. <laughs> there you go. So uh, that's one of the things. I like seeing a lot more of this networking, a, a lot more of these yeah. types of events to try and get the word out, because the word is not out. Yeah. It is a secret. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, my running line about Arkansas is there are only two degrees of separation. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because uh, when I was in law school, I had one friend from St. Louis and one friend from Nashville. And we would, you know, stop someplace for, you know, for a lunch or a dinner. And one day, Cynthia and my friend was like, do you realize you do a thing when you walk into a restaurant? It's like, no. And it's something our, we do here. The first thing we do is we look around the room and see who we know. <laughs> because we know someone, right? That's true. There's always gonna, yeah. yeah that's and, and, and I said, well, yeah. Don't you do that? She said, no, because I don't know anybody. <laughs> and, and, and back home, you don't do that. And then my friend from St. Louis said, oh yeah. And anytime you meet someone, you you two try to figure out who you know in common. Mm-hmm. That's a very Arkansas thing. And yeah. she said, we don't do that. Really? And, and it's something. And my friends from other states have said, yeah, that's that's a very much a. In Arkansas, thing. that's interesting. You could bump, and you would really. And until someone pointed it out, I didn't realize you do it. But if you meet an Arkansan in yeah. Italy, your conversation is going to be, you know? "Where are you from?" <laughs> okay, this is how we know each other. Yeah. These are our, these are our mutual. Mom yeah. So I'm from Kentucky originally. Oh, and in Kentucky, part? Louisville, so and um, they they always go, you know, "Hi, this is Ty," and they all say, "Which high school did you go to?" Yeah. I don't know why. Like everyone seems to, to, to connect themselves by their high school. Yeah, Little Rock does that too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, each high school is kind of its own little small town within Little Rock too. That's funny. Yeah, well, I've been here for about ten years, but um, 
it's still I'm still learning because it is the town of Arkansas that everyone just kind of lives in a small town and mm -hmm. everyone knows each other two degrees of separation for sure yeah it's uh, you know it's why things get a little uglier when they get ugly mm -hmm. but it also keeps us a little more polite and honest yeah you, know, you, you can't flip people off in traffic because that might be your friend's mom right? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come back around to you yeah oh, exactly yeah. <laughs> and, and you for you yeah and actually a friend a friend who was a uh, with an attorney practicing uh -huh. here, you know, she was here for federal court. She said she likes the collegiality uh, in attorneys have here because there's such a small bar. It forces a level of gentility that mm -hmm. you don't see in other places. Sure, you I can see that. Can't yeah. play dirty tricks on someone because mm -hmm. it will ruin your reputation. Yeah, right. And that is actually a disservice to your clients if right. you have a bad reputation among other attorneys. So yeah, and there's some nice part about that too, but. We also need to do a better job of getting the word about things like that out. So. Yeah, that's an Arkansas problem. I, I own a marketing company, so yeah. Oh, gosh, you're yeah. preaching to the choir right now. Uh, <laughs> trying to convince business owners. They know they need a website. They know they need this, but they're not really sure why. And it's like most of my job is just educating them and trying to get them to understand. I imagine in Arkansas, so much of business is driven by personal connections. Yes, exactly trying to right. convince So them. word of mouth is still huge here. Yeah. Yeah, but also if you're trying to serve clients that are around the state that don't live in your area. Yeah. You know, or even outside the state. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting challenge. It's a job in its own. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just I'm like a, I'm sure you have... Yeah, it's an interesting challenge for you to convince you know, business owners whenever they're starting out, this is why you need an attorney right away. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because I'm on the marketing committee for my law firm. And it's a discussion that we yes. have constantly of how do we do this versus this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You know, I mean, there are people, the ambulance chasers, and like Rainwater has yeah. a really good one, yeah. uh, not an advertising program. But you got to, when you do that, you have to have staff who do nothing but field calls. Yes. And filter out the crazy people. Mm -hmm. and filter out the <laughs> filter out the good versus the bad one. Uh, right. Eight cases. I mean, that's a staffing issue too. Mm -hmm. so there's a whole side of that, that for sure. The business side, but yeah. It, so, what do you think about getting word out? How do we uh, get like for last night? How could we have done a better job of, of getting word out? Uh, the, so the only thing I knew about it was from. So I'm signed up on the Great Little Rock newsletter. Mm -hmm. So I got the newsletter. Um, but it really didn't go into details about everything you just told me in one sentence. I think they, um, I think they combined an event. I think they did. Okay. And the, I saw the Facebook uh, event that was listed on there. You know, okay. That was it, and it didn't have a whole lot of details either. So, like, the, the problem is it wasn't put in front of the public. It wasn't letting them know, hey, there's an event that's going to happen. There's an easy way to do that. We've got several free programs that you can put out. And there's Eventbrite, there's, you know, there's Facebook uh, events, there's LinkedIn events. So I love it when I, I love it, this is actually, I'm sorry guys. I love it when I go to an event and I'm like, oh, this yeah. sounds interesting. Yeah. When is it? There's no no details. Where is yeah. it? Or, or like there's a flyer, a flyer in a coffee shop you see and there's no, there's no time or it's like a date or place. Contact no time, or yeah, contact information or anything where you can get more or they, information. Or they do that, What the, go to the website and it's uh -huh. this long. Yes. Something, yeah. something, something, slash something, dot, something, hyphen, my event. Or the QR code leads to just the homepage of their main website. Yes. It's like yes. you still have to navigate and try to figure out where, where that event is on there. Yeah. yeah, it's a mess. So, yeah, make it easy for people. People are lazy. Yes. Yeah, easy as possible, fewer clicks as possible, uh -huh. and uh, information up front, what's important. Not a whole bunch of lead-in of, oh, you're really going to love this event. Blah, 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 blah. They don't want to hear that. They just want to hear what are they going to get out of it. Yeah. What are the bullet points? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because within my, my firm was sponsored for that mm -hmm. event. And so within my firm, I was telling the lawyers, hey, here's the thing, we're sponsoring it, yes. you know, I arranged for this to right. happen. 
you can register to by going here. <clears throat> yeah. And it was just to the main list of things, yeah. and, they had, and I said, "Scroll down," and they, they didn't go. They won't. They won't. <laughs> it took me redoing the hyperlink. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go here, and it was the registration page. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it's yes. Like, and people so I learned that make lesson. It easy as well. Are, for sure. I mean, and, it, and it's it's people are lazy. I'm lazy. I'm not saying that. This is not a dick. Yeah. I, I'll click a link, and if I got to click a second one, I'm bored. Sure. I mean, our attention span is low. Yeah. Uh, right. So and definitely make it easy. The other side of it is also your. Time is money. Exactly. Mm -hmm. you know, every minute that you're not working on something productive, then you know, like, oh, I'm wasting time. Never mind. I got other things. That are <laughs> yeah, it's a whole new project trying to figure yeah. out where to register for this event. Yeah, and you know, when you live by the billable hour, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm, I'm wasting time. Starts like, adding up. <laughs> so I always like to ask our guests when they come on here. Um, obviously, we know what you're doing now and how you got there. <laughs> but what does the future look like for you? Is this is this the end goal? Staying in this position? Before you were a teacher and you were going to be a principal, now you're an attorney. Yes. Yes. Is there anything you're striving for? Another position of, of higher, or uh, maybe starting your own firm? Or no, I'm very happy in my yeah. law firm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm. We're we're a growing law firm. We're very uh, strategic in how we grow. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'm very happy in that. Right. Um, you know, just in terms of practice area, just steadily working on. Expanding a few things. I'm actually getting licensed in a couple other states just to help current clients. That's great. Expand my footprint doing that. Yeah. But um, you know, I'm looking at maybe look at adding some new practice areas within. But you know, that would take a lot of education. And so I'm right. working on that too. But beyond that, uh, I'm really happy where I am. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned the the agency that you're at. You mentioned it earlier. Gil Did Reagan. We name it? Yeah, Gil Reagan Owen. Gil Reagan Owen. Yes. Okay. Um, did you have any more questions? No, I think that's good, but um, I guess we need to we do, yeah, do the thing. Yes. Um, so if there's a business out there who says, hey, uh, that sounds like some information that I need to know more about, right. how do they get in touch with you or your firm, or what's the best way for them to uh, get, get to you? Well, um, my law firm is Gil Reagan Owen. It's gil-law.com. That's on the right. website. G-I-L-L. G-I-L-L. Okay. Um, and I am very easy to find. Chad Cumming. There's no S on my name. Okay. So uh, just Google me there. My number is 501-376-3800. That's our firm, web's, uh, firm phone number. Oh, good. I'm glad you didn't give out your personal phone number. <laughs> yeah. oh, we could take it out, but yeah. 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 No, I, I won't do that. Oh, spam calls. You already filled in through all those other <laughs> things here already. So. Is there a contact form on the website? Yeah, it's just my email. It's coming okay. coming at gill-law.com. Okay. So, yeah. It, and, uh, it, yeah, we're... If I can't help you, I can help you find someone who can. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah, if we do everything unless you've been arrested. We don't do that. But Great. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing some of your expertise. I, lo I love it. That we did learn a lot today. Yeah. Well, like Jessica was saying earlier, that, you know, uh, being around people you know, so often, and you're in your, your professional field, right? So you assume that everybody else knows what you know because you deal with it every day. Mm -hmm. So tacit knowledge. And so, like, I'm sure some of the things you said here that was enlightening to me, but you're like, oh, that's, that's normal stuff. Everybody knows yeah. how to do that. So well, thank you. Yeah. Hopefully I do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've learned a lot just sitting here with you. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm For sure. That. That's Our awesome. listeners should get uh, something from that as well mm -hmm. and hopefully reach out to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, awesome. appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Well, thanks for coming.